I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to kick me down, the better I live in this here town. And the more they try to grind you down. Welcome back to another episode of Vancouver Places, where we tell you fun, interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada that you must not miss. I have my finest box wine ready. We've got Dave, we've got Graham, and what are you guys going to tell us about today? We're going to talk about uh, where the uh, Olympic flame was lit in the uh, the harbor in downtown Vancouver at a, a, a park called a park, I guess, called Jack Pool Plaza, and that's where the um, the cauldron. Uh, it was there then in 2010 and, and now in 2021 that the cauldron is still there and talk a bit about Jack pool and the plaza and how it came to be. And, uh, it's still a very famous place. I think it was like a lot of tourists. It's, it's a very, like with the convention center right there it, and the seawall right there, I think it's like a lot of tourists just make it through. It's a big thing for just downtown Vancouver. So it's still a very big focal point for the whole city, isn't it? Well, Graham and I met Graham. What I, Graham and I met at the Olympics, and that's where mm-hmm. we're originally back. You know, um, ten years ago, um, we uh, began working with one another, and we were just talking about about Jack Poole. He was the chairman, and and Graham, did you um, know him very well when we worked at the office on Gravely Street there, or um, he he was in on a fairly regular basis? Yeah, that's the thing. He's one of those people you know because you see him in the office from time to time, or you know, he was talked about a great deal. In the office, you know, we'd be working on doing a news conference or planning something or other, some kind of event. And people would say, well, what's Jack going to be doing? Or when's Jack? Where is Jack? And what does Jack think about this? So you always had lots of sort of secondhand, thirdhand stories about Jack. Well, I, I met him a couple of times, but uh, yeah, he was a he was a big figure within the organization. Big figure. And yeah. not only that, but within the, within the bid, I mean, within the bid to win the Olympics. And very rarely does a, does a leader... Um, make it all the way through the organizing committee mm. phase, which is five or six years. But to go from the bid to transition from the chairman of the bid to the chairman of the organizing committee and survive all that political backstabbing, sabotage, um, yeah. skullduggery. Um, just but, exhaustion uh, even, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I just assumed me being completely out of the loop on all the Olympics stuff. So I came here in 20, I came, I moved to Vancouver in 2011. So I was just after, mm. just after the Olympics. I just assumed Jack Poole was like an old figure in Vancouver. That's literally, that's all I knew about Jack Poole. I thought it was like well, some guy from like the fifties or whatever. Well, it was I mean, yeah. partly true, <laughs> okay. but you walk, you walk by these, pl- like one of the things that I liked about our, our book, 111 places in Vancouver that you must not miss. It gave us an opportunity to shine a light on you walk by a plaza. There's a guy's name. You don't even think twice. And now Never if you listen to us babble for the next 10 or 12 minutes, like he was a really cool, important, interesting guy. And yeah. you should pause and reflect upon his contribution. And it's, it's amazing. So what he, he's, uh, he was from Saskatchewan, wasn't he? He was from, he was from Mortlock, Saskatchewan. He grew up in a town of 250 people in a house that had no running water, no electricity, and was dirt poor, nothing. Hmm. And he rose to be one of the most prominent businessmen in North America. And I'll tell you a bit about that. But um, my partner, Jeannie, and I were cycling across Canada a few years ago. And um, we're going down the Trans-Canada Highway. And there's a sign that says Mortlock. And I, I forgot that he was from there. And we rode our bikes two kilometers off the Trans-Canada. And it's a it's a ghost town now. There's nobody there. And we're having um, lunch in this little diner, the only place in town that's open. Everything else is boarded up. 
And the guy on the table next to me looks at me because we look kind of we had nice bikes. I don't know why he talked to me, but he said, where, where, are you, where are you from? I go, Vancouver. We cycled out here. He goes, oh, wow, that's amazing. Wow. What do you do? And I go, well, I'm kind of semi-retired. He goes, what did you used to do? I worked for the Olympic Organizing Committee in Vancouver. Oh, you're kidding. The, the, your chief guy, the boss, just lived down the street, man. You want me to take you to his house? And I go, okay. So Jeannie and I hop in our bikes and we follow the guy's car. <laughs> I honestly feel like this oh, this story would only happen to you, Tim. <laughs> and there's a freaking little, really nondescript house, like this, so forgettable, and a plaque saying that this is where Jack Poole was born. This is where he lived. And he was a promising young athlete, but he got into a horrible car accident when he was 12 or 13 and it broke his leg. And then it ended his opportunity to, he, he was destined for the bigs. Really? What did he do? Was, did he have like a sport or was he? He was a, a very Football. talented hockey player, but that, that's oh, not, hockey. that's not the story. Mm. So then he, he went on to get his degree in engineering and started getting involved in construction projects, building temporary housing at, for the oil patch and going in and, you know, putting the business side together to build a housing project. And that to make a really long story short, <laughs> That led to a company called Dayon. Graham, have you heard of Dayon Developments? No, no, I haven't. D-A-O-N? D-A-O-N. No, I have not heard about that. Dayon in the late 70s was the second largest real estate development company in North America. No kidding. And, you know, so we're talking about 900 employees, five offices in Canada, nine in the United States. Hmm. And they built thousands of homes in different communities across Canada and the U.S., and they built thousands of rental apartments, and then they developed millions of square feet of office and retail space. So there's this company called Dayon out of Vancouver, and they're the second largest real estate development company in the world. And Jack Amazing. Poole from Mortlock, Saskatchewan, nothing. You know, there's something funny. I just like as a little side note there, but got, people from Saskatchewan of that generation, uh, they have these amazing kinds of stories. My parents were from Saskatchewan and a uh, brief, brief side note, they, they ended up uh, working in uh, Brazil in the uh, late 1970s. And uh, my dad tells me one time, guess who we met? And I'm like, who? And he said, Oh, I met, you know, so, so-and-so from Ray street. He was used to live a block away from me in Regina. And I'm like, how is it everywhere you go? You meet somebody from Saskatchewan. But I yeah, think it's because the weather's so Saskatchewan cold. People born in Saskatchewan in the 1920s, and I'm guessing Jack would have been probably born in the 1920s. Or, or the 1930s, yeah. Or the yeah, 1930s. Then, yeah. So I don't know what was in the water back then, but uh, they well, went on to do like these incredible accomplishments. It's gonna, really very you know, impressive. I'm hoping somebody will listen to this and they'll walk by Jack Pool Plaza and then they'll think, oh, so, the, so what happened? So Dayon's the second largest real estate development company in North America. Things are going well. Yeah, They're building communities everywhere, rags to riches. This guy got his engineering degree, did well. In the early um, 80s, they've got $2.3 billion in debt, which would be like Ooh. 10 or 20 or 30 million now. I mean, just, you know, I mean, that, that back then was a lot of money. It still yeah. is. Yeah. And interest, they, they owe it to 47 different banks. <laughs> interest rates go up to like, Mike, what are interest rates now? Two or 3% or 1%? It, historically low, Yeah. Well, they go up to 23%. So if you oh, owe $100,000 yeah, at okay. the end of the year, you yeah. still owe 100000 but the bank wants 23000 for the opportunity to use their money. Wow. So Dayon is in serious trouble because the whole company, and, and you know, it was built on uh, 
We just go out and we, we get money from other people. We put it into these developments that we manage, and then we get paid and we move on to the next one. But they, they owed a significant amount of money. And although they, they didn't go bankrupt, they went in, they had to file for chapter 11. It's very complicated. But the uh, he's a rags to riches guy back to rags because he, he rose to incredible prominence in the late 70s. And then it all came tumbling down with the high interest mm. rates. Dayon, Dayon was massive company in the world. And wow. Jack Poole ran the whole damn thing. You know, that's that's really cool to know. You know, it's a plaza yeah. named after. I got more cool stories. <laughs> well, the other thing that, that I think is kind of interesting, and, you know, uh, Mike, you're just saying you moved here like 2011? Yeah, yeah. somewhere, yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012. So, and it's funny, I'm thinking now, you know, 2021, Jack Poole Plaza seems like uh, a regular you know, destination. And it was funny, Dave, I don't know if you can remember that time, whenever it was, uh, I don't know if it was January of 2010 or sometime very close to the game starting and all the scaffolding was up because it was all top secret, right? They didn't, right. this was a secret thing. And, and uh, there was a the little plaza? bit of, like the whole yeah, plaza was, really? it was all like covered in, there was a fence around it and uh, not just a fence, <laughs> but a fence with, uh, you know, plastic around it. So you couldn't see through. Mm. Right. And people are kind of getting suspicious and what's going on. And the organizing yeah. committee was like, well, we're not allowed to say anything. And they were trying to make a big sort of ta-da moment, you know, and it, yeah. it, it, it was a real sort of tension between, you know, wanting to keep it secret and a surprise for the big mo unveiling. And on the other hand, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's kind of hard to hide. Right downtown. It's, <laughs> it's right, right in the downtown. middle of everything. Yeah. <laughs> And it was a really kind of interesting, but it, there was a moment, I guess where I'm going with this is there was a moment where it was not Jack Bull Plaza. It was just this strange construction site with a big with question no mark over it. And people, people thought that might be where the flame on. is, but they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, so Jack, just um, you're, you're right, Graham. I mean, there was an awful lot of aha moments with the Olympics, but that one wasn't kept a good secret. It's hard, hard to build something that is that large and takes up that much of a footprint and keep it a secret. Yeah. But um, so Jack tirelessly um, spearheads the efforts to win the Olympics as part of the chairman of the bid. Okay. And I worked for the bid corporation and he, and he, he admitted, I know nothing about the Olympics. He said, I've never, I've never been to an Olympics games. Yeah. You know, I have never been to the Olympics. This job isn't about going to Olympic games, understanding all the sports, but it's about raising money. It's about having um, credibility in the community. And all of these Olympic projects require somebody with a high profile to head up the bid. You know, Jim Pattison was involved in Expo 86. And, you know, um, I just think of the, the type of people that they wanted to head up this Olympic bid. Um, Jack Poole was a really likely candidate to get the bid job. And then he works for five or six years on the um, on becoming the uh, the president uh, or the chairman, the chairman of the uh, of Vanock. But he gets sick near the end of it and he gets pancreatic cancer and he hires John Furlong and things are going really well. You know, we're hitting all our targets and revenues and we're advancing and advancing. But in 2007, he's, he's diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he gets more and more sick. And finally, he has to resign and step down. And um, the day now, here's where it gets interesting. The day that the Olympic flame was lit in uh, Olympia, Greece, Jack Poole is, is, is a dying man. And John Furlong phones him from, from Greece and says, Jack, I just want you to know, this is in October of 09, the games are going to be in February, that the, um, the flame has been lit. We're, we're on our way back 
to take the flame back to Canada, to take it all the way across Canada, to light the flame at the plaza. And uh, Jack died that day. He died after talking to John. He died the day that the flame was lit or the day after. There's a time change. Mm, right. Figured out. So wasn't that ironic that he he spends 10 years of his life working on the bid and working to head up the head up the uh, committee. And then he dies the day that the flame is lit. Serendipity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think is the, the backstory behind this one. He was a, I didn't know him well. You know, I mean, you see him in the halls. He was always a very handsome guy. He's written about as being charismatic and charming and good looking and just a astute business guy. He's written about as being like a Kennedy, you know, like having that right. kind of that kind of gravitas, mm-hmm. that kind of a command when he'd walk into a room. And everything I've heard about him was great. Every time I interacted with him, albeit on small little things, he was always friendly and affable, but he, he fit the role of, uh, of chairman. And he was a real philanthropist, giving millions away, incredibly successful, well-connected. He knew how to hire. He knew how to hire the right people. And he, he handed the, uh, the reins over to Furlong, who did an amazing job um, you know, with the, uh, the organizing committee. So did he, was it always planned to be called Jack Will Plaza or was it just obviously the timing and it was a memorial kind of thing or it, how did that Graham, come to do, be? You, do you know? I don't, I don't know about if it was always planned to be called that. I don't know. And my guess would be that that was not the initial intention, but I think yeah. when they sort of, you know, as you're saying, Dave, when when uh, Jack uh, got uh, the cancer and 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 fought that uh, fairly successfully initially, I, I think, but uh, eventually lost that battle. I think then you know there was a sentimental sort of uh, uh, approach to it that said, you know, wouldn't this be the appropriate thing to do? And I think everyone sort of quickly agreed that yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, the, yeah, the, last, the last couple of things really quickly, because it, this seems like ancient history to, to young people, but to us, it's just part of our lives, kind of. But um, Dayon went on to become VLC Properties, which became Greystone Properties, which today is Concert Properties. Okay, so that mm. was kind of a lineage yeah, back Dave yeah. Podmore, like you'll see, you'll see a housing development somewhere and you'll say Concert yeah. Properties. Yeah. That's got Jack Poole's fingerprints on it. And That's a gentleman named Dave Podmore oh, would right. have been one of his uh, successors. And then the final thing, really quickly, is that um, when Dayon was building all these properties, they hired thousands of people, and they had properties in Vancouver. And one of them was a a, a young laborer that was working for $2.37 an hour, and his name was Gordon Campbell. Mm. Now, Gordon Campbell went on to become the premier of British Columbia. So Gordon, Cam- Gordon Campbell's first job was given to him by Jack Poole. Gordon Campbell would go to the first job I ever had was Jack Poole. And then Gordon Campbell gave Jack Poole his last job. Because Gordon Campbell had to sign off on whoever was going to be the chairman of the uh, of the bid and of the order. So funny, hmm. isn't that a story? Like, yeah. oh, I love the relationships. You know, the relationships yeah. that were developed. And I just think fondly of them. I think the games were a huge success. the The cauldron was lit by Wayne Gretzky in uh, twenty ten. That, that was a very iconic moment. I remember that. Right in the, the did you watch that on TV, truck. Mike? I do. Yeah, yeah. I remember it was in Toronto when I watched. I, I remember that probably more specifically. Uh, obviously, other than the the Canadian goal, there's probably that's the second moment that I remember the most. From those the amount Olympics. of time, like the cauldron was lit in general in BC Place or or in the you know the, the big stadium, and then it had to be taken by truck down to Jack Pool Plaza, which is about fifth, ten or fifteen blocks. Yeah. It took forever. Wetsky's Gretzky's <laughs> in the back of a truck, and it's like Suzuckville, <laughs> USA, seeing this truck go through the rain in Vancouver to get there. Yeah, yeah. 
So you guys have any last thoughts on Jacko Plaza? Any last remaining uh, tidbits? Because there's been a lot of tidbits in this one, I'm sure. Well, my my last uh, thought or tidbit there is, uh, um, so what, definitely go down there and check it out if you haven't already. But Dave, isn't the uh, aren't there some Olympic medals uh, very nearby? Yeah, if you, you um, like there's two trade and convention centers. There's the ones with the sales, and then there's the nice brand new one. And there's a tunnel that connects them. And uh, believe it or not, you don't have to walk outside, but you can go through those two between a tunnel. And in the middle of that tunnel is a display case that has the Olympic medals. Yeah. Yeah. But Jack, think- Jack Poole was a great man. I wish I knew him better. I was just too young and too junior, you know, and he's of a little bit of a different generation. And it was so cool to visit his hometown, to, to, to be able to interact with him and to understand a bit about his background. Well, like I say, I don't know what we're going to talk about before we talk about and before we do these episodes. And I always say I learned something new. And this was a really good one because hey, I've been to Jackal Plaza a million times and I had I had no idea who Jackal even was or any of his backstories. So this was a really cool one. So if you're listening, go down to Jackal Plaza. That is still a safe place that you can go and distance and you can see the you can see the amazing views you can see the convention center you can see the um the cauldron, cauldron. <laughs> the olympic cauldron with the, the cauldron flame. that's the word flame. i think of for the for the whole day duration of the 2010 olympic games it uh it lit brightly and it, it spread the spirit of jack and his entrepreneurial spirit and positive attitude yeah so see the cauldron you'll have the entire backstory so it'll be a little bit more interesting next time you go down there so head down to jackpool plaza check it out but always check out our facebook page uh, Vancouver places. Tell us what you want to hear about next. Tell us what you think. Send us your photos. Send us your old thoughts. Send us your old stories. We always want to hear what you guys think. So head over to our Facebook page, page at Vancouver places and uh, make sure to come back next time to hear more interesting stories about the city of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. We will see you next time. I hit Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through till May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down, the better I